Hey everyone, thanks for joining us again on Overflow today. Apparently last time we didn't offend author Randy Newman too badly, and we didn't mess up and crash and burn too badly. Randy, thanks for being back with us. <laughs> I feel like this is deja vu all over again. You probably don't want that on here, huh? No, that's yeah, fine actually. These two guys over here who are mocking us, they're like mocking us. Yeah. Well, yeah, we heard that about uh, the girlfriend in high school, and uh, and anyway, but uh, I don't These think... microphones pick up everything. It's probably not some... So, all right, great. All right, all right and then Randy, uh, you can stay there. And then Gary, if you just want to zone in on Randy... Uh Randy, you've got a new book about family. What's it all about? Well, it's called Bringing the Gospel Home, and it's published by Crossway, and it's about how do we witness to family members. It seemed that uh, every time I spoke about evangelism to a student group or a church, that was always the question that came up during the Q&A time. Quite often, it came up as the very first question. Uh, this is really helpful, Randy. Thank you very much. But how do I talk to my father? He's an atheist. Or my brother, he's gay. Or my sister, she's into Wicca or... So I wanted to try to take on some of those difficult emotional situations and talk about how the gospel intersected. What came up in all of these questions is that talking to family members is more difficult than any other evangelism thing, and I, I think it really is. I, I, I can think of dozens of reasons, but three that stand out in my mind. One is, um, I think the spiritual battle is hotter. I think the stakes are higher. Uh, God really has the family as a very, very high priority, and so I think the devil makes it a high priority to attack it. And then secondly, I, th I just think emotions are deeper with family. It just makes sense, doesn't it? We've, we've known our families much longer, and so every event ha is packed with memories, some good, some bad, some horrible. So it's just a much more emotional kind of thing. And then third, I think there's, there's a conflict of allegiances. Uh, when uh, family is supposed to be a high priority, but when you become a Christian, God and the kingdom of God is a higher priority. So that puts tension with some families. In other situations, some people have the individual as the highest priority and the family's pretty low because they may be an unhealthy family or an abusive family. Well, then when that person becomes a Christian, they now have to look at their family from God's vantage point. So I think all of these things make it complicated, difficult, emotional, draining, so it's difficult. Well, I try, to, I try to point out some of the uniquenesses in the book of Family Witness, and uh, the three that seem to resonate the most with people are time and love and comprehensiveness. And what I mean is uh, it takes longer with most family. Uh, the, I interviewed a lot of people who had witnessed a family, and it's much more of a decades-long conversation rather than just a few interactions. So time, it takes longer. We have to think more incrementally, gradually. Uh, love, you know, family is the place where people just assume that they love and that they're loved, but they don't express it very well, or they don't express it at all. It's just assumed. And so it's the place where love is craved the most and yet received sometimes the least. And then the, the third thing is that I try to talk about is it's, we, we want to present a comprehensive gospel. We want to have a message that doesn't just look at believe this so you'll go to heaven, but 
believe this and see all of the ramifications in family, with money, with careers, with marriage, with children, all sorts of ramifications so that we're talking about a gospel that's, that's uh, all pervasive in a sense. And uh, is there a thing or two that you learned in your research where somebody said, hey, this, this really helped? When I realized this, I was better able to whatever, either slow down and live the life before them or I needed to initiate more or, hey, this type of discussion was helpful. Is there anything like that that are, comes to mind that, uh, that's a helpful insight on how to connect or witness to family members in any way? Well, there were quite a few people who told me that they wished they worked on showing and expressing love far more than trying to communicate a cognitive message. Now, the cognitive message is important and we need to put words to it, but I think there's a lot of unsaved family members who think we are one-dimensional. We have one message and it's all about Jesus and heaven and hell and that's all we ever talk about. And so there were a lot of people who said, I, I wish I would have entered my brother's world or really found out what he was interested in or what she was interested and conversed about those things and tried to show what we would say theologically is show the common grace there. Now they're not thinking in that category, but the common grace that family is a good thing and that sharing meals together is a, is a great pleasure and that there's a whole lot of pleasures in life that I think Christians are all kind of negative about because it's all sinful. Well, not, not all of it is sinful. So I, I heard that quite often. Well, it seemed that there was one extreme or the other. There was one extreme of too fast, too soon, too much, all the time, or nothing. And I think people felt that they had to choose one of these two options. And they really didn't like either one. And so what I try to say is, let's try to think incrementally, gradually, small doses. There's something that's counterintuitive for a lot of Christians. One of the things I talk about is the willingness to be able to move gradually. And we want, if, if they show even the slightest amount of acceptance of one piece of the, then we want to jump in and dump the whole rest of the whole, you know, all of our apologetics, all of the Bible verses that we know, all into one conversation. And for a lot of people, I think some, especially if, if they've never been in any kind of a Christian setting or they're just far from God and they've thought in a very non-Christian or secularized way for a very long time, I think people need to just, let me chew on this idea. Maybe there is a God. Maybe, maybe this God is different than what I was thinking. Uh, I make a lot of, I, I, I think I speak a lot about the word maybe, because I think we want, we, want all of, we want all people, especially our relatives, to jump from no to yes. No, I don't believe it. Yes, where do I go to be baptized? And for a lot of them, perhaps it's, well, maybe I ought to think about this. You know, I don't consider these things, but boy, maybe I should. Or, Maybe there is something to this. Maybe he's not just going through a phase. Maybe, maybe he's not crazy for his religious beliefs. I think a lot of, we need to move, I think, uh, quite a few people to the maybe category and let them wrestle with it there.